Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs. It is a new week. It is Monday. We are inching closer to football season. I'll tell you about an underutilized uh, guy at Florida State who I think can make a big impact on the TCU offense this upcoming season. We'll also talk about a four-star running back who's making a decision on Tuesday. The Frogs are in his top three. And we'll talk some TCU baseball to close out the show. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're back. We're on YouTube. We are also um, on your normal podcast feeds today. It is Monday, as I said earlier in the cold open there. And we're talking some TCU football to start. Let's dive into some recruiting. To begin the week. So Cameron Cook, four-star running back, he is making his decision uh, on Tuesday, reportedly. He will decide which school that he wants to go to. And the big three that he's deciding between are TCU, Cal, and Texas. Um, Cook has a lot of offers, you know, including Cincinnati, Houston, Arizona, and others. But he's from Round Rock, Stony Point, and uh, 5'10", 180, Four-star back. He also competes in track and field. Uh, won a district championship as a long jumper as a junior. Averaged 99 rushing yards per game last season and about eight yards per rush. It was an all-district 25-6A selection as a uh, sophomore, and he averaged about 100 yards um, his sophomore season as well. So been pretty consistent in the high school ranks at 6A level, which is encouraging. Good speed, pretty good frame, a frame that you would think – he could uh, put some weight on, you know, at the next level. So this is exciting. Obviously, Ruben Owens was a big target for TCU, the five-star back out of, um, oh gosh, I can't remember where he, El Campo. That's right, yeah. Ruben was out of El Campo. He is currently committed to Louisville, and, you know, it seems like that ship has kind of sailed. So Cameron Cook, they've also been recruiting him heavily. Texas is always a wild card here. It doesn't really seem like they've been – um, making him as much of a priority as TCU and Cal have. But UT has been able to, you know, put together a great recruiting class for 2023. Of course, Arch Manning is a big factor there. They have a, a lot of offensive line commits. They're really trying to work hard to get better in the trenches. Um, so they're always a threat, but it seems like it's kind of down to Cal and TCU. So we'll see where um, Cameron ends up, but could be – a nice bounce back after losing out on Ruben Owens um, for this 2023 TCU football class that, you know, was red hot early in the summer. Things cooled off a little bit, but they've still been able to put together um, a, a good crop of talent so far. 27th in the country, according to 247 Sports. 15 commits so far and a chance to add to that, possibly with Cameron Cook on Tuesday when he makes a decision on which school he will commit to. Um, I was poking around today and I was thinking about this year's TCU football team. And I'm really excited about the offense. We've talked about that, you know, skill position players they have available. Quentin Johnston, um, Kendra Miller, you know, Monty Bailey coming over from Louisiana. Also some really good slot receivers like Tay Barber and Darius Davis. Um, there's a bunch of names that have been thrown out that we're expecting to have big seasons. Quincy Brown, 
uh, a guy who you know came in last year and started some games. Didn't have a, a huge impact on the stat sheet, but hopefully will this season. And Garrett Riley and Sonny Dykes are known for finding ways um, to get their playmakers the ball in space and allow them to make plays. But someone who I was thinking about today, as I was sort of thinking through, okay, what are some maybe under-the-radar names or players that could have a big impact with a new coaching staff and a new team? And Corey Wren came to mind. And I remember when Corey committed, he's a, a transfer portal guy. He came from um, Florida State. He's originally from New Orleans. And he was a, a three-star, four-star guy, you know, coming out of high school, a really dynamic athlete, speedster, played running back, can play some possibly wide receiver as well. We'll see how TCU wants to use him. But at Florida State, the few years that he was there, he was really just used as a kickoff return guy. And he was dangerous in that role, but he was mainly a special teams type of player. And TCU's had a lot of success through the years with players like that because he's a smaller He's a smaller guy, you know, frame-wise, 5'10", 187, um, but runs really fast, explosive, can make plays. And I think this is a type of player that I'm really excited to see the possibilities with Sonny Dykes and Garrett Riley in charge, calling plays, trying to make things happen. Because, I mean, I think in the Gary Patterson era, you know, it was, it was somewhat inconsistent. They still did have success with players like Wren, who were explosive, who could be used in multiple ways. But the last couple seasons especially, I just think there was so much meat left on the bone when you're talking about guys who could really open up the offense and make plays and be explosive. And just finding ways to get players the ball more creatively than just, okay, run a, run a deep go route, run you know a post. Just go go down the field and try to outrun everybody, and we'll just chuck it down there and, and try to get you the football. There are so many ways to try to you know f- allow players to make plays in space, and Wren can be used coming out of the backfield. He can be used in the slot and you know at some wide receiver positions. Um, could you see some – I know everybody cringes when they when they hear this when it comes to TCU, but could you see some of those jet sweeps that people don't love? But they can be effective at times. Pop passes, opportunities for him to get out on the edge and make plays. I think this is a name that as the year goes on, we're going to really come to sort of see the value and understand, okay, this was a big pickup in the offseason when they got him to come over to TCU. And the transfer portal – it's always sort of a mixed bag because everybody who transfers, they're transferring for a reason. And it doesn't always mean that you didn't get playing time. And we've seen plenty of transfers come in. I could, you know, I could list a ton of names in college football, but the one that comes to mind first is Joe Burrow. And I'm not saying Corey Wren's going to have this kind of impact, but of course, Joe Burrow, you know, didn't win the job at Ohio State. He goes to LSU, has a historic college career. Um, and those kind of things happen. Less impactful than that, but still you know, someone who makes an impact at the at another school. And so Corey was a, a player that didn't see the field on, on offense at Florida State. And so now he's in a different situation. Can Garrett Riley and Sonny Dykes find a way to allow him to take the top off a of defense and make plays? I think they can. I think it's one of the reasons that Sonny Dykes was brought here because they're trying to spice things up, be more explosive, have an identity – they can sell their recruits of, hey, come here. We're going to score a lot of points. We're going to give guys opportunities. 
to make plays in a variety of different ways and set them up to go to the next level and do the same thing. So I'm excited about what Corey Rain can do for TCU moving forward into the season. Coming up next, TCU baseball gets a big transfer, and I grieve the loss of Porter Brown as he is moving on to another school. We'll talk about that more in a minute. But first I want to talk about uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs. You know it well. Everybody has one, right? When you want to look for a job, LinkedIn is where you go. But also, if you're a hiring manager, LinkedIn is the place to go. You can create a free job post in just minutes. As we know, time is of the essence nowadays. You're always busy. You always have things to do. So go to LinkedIn Jobs, create that free job post, and immediately, boom, it's going to be blasted out to a network of 810 million people. I talked to so many people that, hey, where'd you find your last job? Oh, LinkedIn. I got connected to this job on LinkedIn. It's the most popular job finding site in the world right now. So if you're a hiring manager, you should use it. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to narrow things down so you don't have to just sift through name after name. Um, it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors and catch that important word there, small businesses. We're not just talking about big corporate companies, even though LinkedIn can serve those very well also. If you're sitting there like, well, you know, my mom and pop shop, I'm not sure if I want to dive into business with LinkedIn. No, go ahead and do it. They serve small businesses really, really well. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to, and they do it faster. Do you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash college to post your jobs for free. Of course, the legal mumbo jumbo terms and conditions do apply. Okay, so segment number two here on Locked on Horn Frogs, and we're going to talk some TCU baseball. And first, let me discuss, because there's been a lot of sort of roster movement in the last few days with the MLB draft um, and one player in the transfer portal. So let me just address that first, because if you listen to this podcast during baseball season, and we have Eric Hughes on, you know, once a week, and we break down, Eric works for TCU doing some in-game production for baseball. He knows this program really well. And so we break things down. You know that I love Porter Brown. Porter Brown is one of my favorite players the last few years in the TCU baseball program. For the past two seasons, he has absolutely raked at the end of the year. Has just been a huge asset for this team. Was a Big 12 tournament MVP back in 2021, a couple seasons ago. And did not see the field as much as I would have liked this year. Um, was kind of a platoon outfielder, DH guy, worked his way in and out of the lineup. Now, towards the end of the season, he did finally find a home at the bottom of the lineup. But I just always thought Porter's a proven hitter. I would have liked to have seen him get more opportunities. It did come later in the year, and I think he took advantage of it and had some big at-bats, had some home runs. He's got some pop. Um, and I, I just think he added a lot to, that, to the bottom of the lineup, which was a part of that lineup that really struggled all year long. But, again, didn't play consistently. And and I understood part of that was his limitations on defense, but it's always felt like he didn't get enough chances. Anyway, he entered the transfer portal. I'm disappointed about it because um, I love Porter, and I just think he's a good baseball player. And he's also just a good dude. He's a neuroscience major, you know, really took academics seriously, was a great ambassador for TCU. He's moving on. Um, and I understand I think 
he'll hopefully get some more chances to play in another school, and that could be really good for him. But I'll say this. I was disappointed in that, but I do feel better after this news came down over the weekend. ECU baseball is landing a transfer from West Virginia. Austin Davis, outfielder from Conrad Academy, hit 330 last year for West Virginia was their leadoff hitter. And the thing about Austin Davis, he's a great defender in the outfield. He had some amazing catches this year. And also, he is got some speed on the bases. And once he gets to first base, man, he can make it. He can really put some pressure on you and make things happen. I remember West Virginia played TCU early in Big 12 play. And they took two out of three from the Frogs. And it was one of the more frustrating series of the season in my mind. Because TCU lost a, a really silly game on Friday night. Um you know, had a situation where they botched a straight steal of home. Um, West Virginia had a straight steal of home. They botched the play, two-run score, and then they lost a one-run game. And then on Sunday, they just got beat. Had to come back on Saturday. And so it was it was disappointing. But I do remember in that series, Austin Davis, like it just stood out. And him and a few other players for West Virginia, they were just relentless. Like, they got on, they put pressure on the defense, they would get on base, and they would just go, go, go. And they kept forcing you to make plays. And that weekend, they really frustrated TCU. And I feel like every time I watch them, they did that all year. Randy Mazey, their head coach, is a really good coach. That's a challenging job. There's some geographic constraints there. It's just, it's a tough place to build a really good program. And I think Coach Mazey's done a good job. And so... Now this lineup, Elijah Nunez at the top, Austin Davis maybe hitting behind him, maybe you flip-flop that. Either way, you've got two hitters that make a lot of contact, and then once they get on, and of course Nunez gets on a variety of different ways and he walks a lot, once they get on, they can really terrorize the defense and put a ton of pressure on them. That's a big deal. Like That's a big upgrade, and I'm excited to see how that plays out as we go through the season. And then, of course, you'll have some power hitters behind them like Braden Taylor, um, Curtis Byrne. Hopefully David Bishop can straighten some things out. As sort of started to fade at the end of the year, but you saw that promise as a freshman. I think he's going to be a really great player for TCU the next few seasons. Um, the other news, I talked about Riley Cornelio last week. He's most likely going to move on. He's not signed yet. Marcelo Perez has already announced on Instagram, hey, I'm out. Marcelo, best of luck a true warrior like Perez was the guy that just, I think he saved the season in a lot of ways. It wasn't always pretty, but he just came up in big moments and Austin Crow was also drafted. And so I think all those guys are going to move on. So you look at this, um, this uh, pitching staff going next year and you got a complete, I mean, you got a completely different weekend rotation, which that's a that's a big change. That's a big overhaul. And you have a bullpen that's also trying to stabilize itself after you know a tough season last year. But overall, I'm really excited about this lineup. Trey Richardson also coming over from Baylor. Another guy um, that can make a lot of contact, has some speed, and has more power than you know some of the guys that we talked about at the top. So l- really loving these additions for TCU baseball. Like the imprint that Kirk Sarlus is making on this team in his first full offseason, really as the head coach, and we'll monitor that as the summer continues. This has been Locked on Horn Frogs. We'll be back again later this week. Thank you uh, whenever and wherever you decide to listen.